What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT Vengeance Day. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is the big show, the big moment for NXT. Now, before we get into this, I am going to address a couple of things real quick here at the top of the show. Uh, first of all, you'll notice that at the time this episode came out, if everything goes according to plan, this comes out late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning. Now, the reason for that is because at the time that I am recording this, that I am sitting here talking to you, it is 2.34 in the morning on Wednesday, February the 16th. 
16th. I watched Vengeance Day a few hours ago, and I finally finished editing the variety show slash AEW recap that I did with Elvis and posted it to Anchor. So because it took me all night to edit that, I'm just recording this right now. I'm going to be editing it later Wednesday night, probably while I'm watching AEW Dynamite. And then I'm going to make sure this baby gets posted before Elvis and I record the uh, recap for AEW, which should come out the following day. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a little crazy, but I'm getting everything done uh, in a timely manner, trying to get everything out there and budget it all. Uh, the variety show took a little longer to edit than I thought it would, and I stayed up as late as I could because lately, uh, with the way my work schedule has been, I've been able to uh, stay up really late to record these, so I could sleep in, go into work a little later, and have a more productive day. So I've been able to keep things organized. Also, because I'm on the NXT segment. I'm going to go into more detail about something that I addressed during the variety show with Elvis. I mentioned it briefly, but I want to address it more here before I get into Vengeance Day. Now, as you guys know, when it comes to recapping NXT, a certain individual has always joined me for NXT, and that gentleman's name is John Tumblin. As you guys know, John has been part of the Booch cast for a long time. He started making cameo appearances on the show, but then when NXT left the WWE Network and officially came to USA to kind of compete with AEW in the Wednesday Night Wars, John became a full-time member of the show. He became a full-fledged co-host. He was here every week, recapping with me, sometimes in the studio, sometimes from home. We record on Discord. He had he had missed a few episodes here and there. Um, and then there's also been times where I've missed episodes, and John uh, did either, did it, either did it with Elvis or did it with his wife. Uh, not that way. <laughs> No, I mean, like, they recapped. I mean, I'm sure they did the the other stuff, too. You know, they're married. But my point is... Sorry, I was getting a little off, top, off track there. John was a very big part of the show. And I loved having John on the show. And John took a little bit of a break, a hiatus from the show, because he was uh, planning his wedding. He was helping out with the planning of the wedding. And then after him and his wife got married, I was in talks with John about bringing him back to the show. And he was excited about coming back and... And, you know, we had to keep putting things off and putting things off and putting things off. I wanted him to join me uh, for the New Year's Evil uh, recap, but my schedule with Buff was hectic. And then I had the COVID thing go down and just everything went nuts. Well, after I received my negative COVID test, when I finally tested negative and beat COVID, I called John up to originally ask him about the Royal Rumble because I wanted him to come to the Royal Rumble watch party. And John told me he couldn't make it because him and uh, his wife were busy that weekend, which I understood. But then I also also asked him about returning to the show and that's when John informed me that he is not coming back to the Boochcast. He told me that with everything that's been going on he's been pretty much not following wrestling as much. He, he watched barely any wrestling um, if any at all and also apparently because NXT's gone through so many changes from being uh, the black and gold to 2.0 and everything else, John's kind of lost the spark that he had for NXT uh, 
so he decided that he didn't want to come back. Now, just to be clear, there is no heat between me and John, and I wish John well uh, in whatever he wants to do with the rest of his life. Um, obviously, John and I are still going to be friends. We're still going to talk. We're still going to hang out. And I'm sure at some point we might get together and watch a wrestling show or two down the road. But as far as being part of the Booch cast, John has decided to walk away. And after a long time of, you know, trying to convince him to stay, I finally decided to respect his wishes. And, you know, obviously I'm a little sad that John's not doing the show anymore because, not just because I loved having John on the show and we're friends, but because I loved John's perspective on the wrestling business. And I know a lot of you guys who listen to the show, you loved it too. Hell, even Gator respected John more than anybody else on the show besides me. Like, out of all the correspondents, John was Gator's absolute favorite. And if you could have Gator's stamp of approval on how you analyze the business, that's saying something. Because he's a picky motherfucker, Gator is. So, I respected John's wishes, but the good news is, John did say that even though he's not going to be doing NXT anymore, he has decided to continue with the D&D show that we're doing later this year. Because as I mentioned before, John is going to be the DM, or as they call it, the Dungeon Master of the show. Because John is a very experienced Dungeon Master. He loves D&D. We're still going to be talking about planning something for that. And obviously, if there's any, you know, with the watch parties down the road, if John decides to watch WrestleMania with us, or SummerSlam, or Survivor Series, or Royal Rumble, Obviously, he'll be on the Twitch watch party with us. But as far as him being a correspondent and being part of the show, he has decided not to do it. That's why in the Valentine's Day video, I did not include him because he has decided to leave the show. And, you know, it, it it's interesting because I'm, I'm recapping NXT by myself. And if it wasn't for John, I wouldn't even be watching NXT because uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail about this, but I'll just tell this story. Back in 2018, I lost my love for the wrestling business as a whole between not really watching a lot of wrestling and being in the business and dealing with bullshit i just lost my love for the business back then i hadn't watched impact wrestling in a long time and i had no desire to watch it again i hadn't watched nxt in a long time and i had no desire to watch that again the only shows i watched at that time in 2018 were raw and smackdown and the only reason I even followed Raw and SmackDown was because I was still working with Joey Wensler at AM920 The Answer. We were still on the air at Salem Media. So in order to keep our male soap opera moments segment on terrestrial radio, I had to keep watching Raw and SmackDown to stay up to date when we would do our recording. Because back then, we recorded every other week or sometimes weekly or bi-weekly or whatever. Now we do a monthly podcast the week of you know the pay-per-view. That's why it's going to be a male soap opera moment coming out later this week regarding uh, the Elimination Chamber. But during that time, I was really starting to get to know John a lot more. I had seen him a few times, but then eventually John and I started hanging out in the cul-de-sac in my neighborhood because his wife was my neighbor for many, many years. And, you know, his wife and I have been friends for 20 plus 
those years. So when I once I got to meet John, John was a wrestling fan. We would basically just talk wrestling all day. Like his wife used to joke that John and that John and I were boyfriends. You know, you know, she would always say John's with his boyfriend in the cul-de-sac because we would just bro it up and talk wrestling. And he had he was a big fan of NXT. John loved NXT at the time. And he was telling me if I watched it, I said honestly I stopped watching. I didn't really care. And I wouldn't watch any NXT TV at all. But whenever the takeovers would happen, John would invite me to his house or John would come over to my house or whatever and we would watch the takeovers together. So I was keeping up because of the takeovers, but I wasn't watching any NXT TV of any kind until they came to the USA Network and I made a deal with John. I said, John, I am prepared to give NXT another shot and get back into the swing of things, but only if you will join the Boochcast. John agreed and we recapped the show for a long, long time. And John was the guy who got me to love NXT all over again. And I'm glad he did because even though I missed the black and gold and 2.0, does have its flaws. NXT is the only real wrestling show I watch anymore. I don't watch Raw and SmackDown. I'll be real and honest with you guys. I catch the highlights on YouTube and that's it. I watch the pay-per-views so I can do the male soap opera moment. But as far as Raw and SmackDown go, I don't watch. AEW, I stopped watching for a while, but I'm starting to watch it more regularly again now that Elvis is committing to doing these recats every week. That's the reason I'm getting back into watching AEW. But NXT, I've been consistent with. Because to me, it's the best wrestling show on TV. I love NXT. Now, obviously, there's parts about it I don't like. I still am critical of it. Like I am everything else, but as an overall product, I love NXT. So even though I'm a little pissed off that Triple H isn't running it anymore, apparently I've heard Shawn Michaels is now in charge. But so far, Shawn Michaels hasn't done anything to NXT to make me hate it, despise it, and want to walk away from it. I can't say the same about the main roster, though. But I'll save that for the male soap opera moment later this week. But I just want to say, on behalf of the Boochcast team, we are going to miss John on this show. I look forward to him being the Dungeon Master for the D&D shows. And uh, John, I just want to say, you were fantastic co-host. You have a gift for this. And, you know, in the wrestling business, you never say never. So I hope that someday, whenever it happens, whether it's weeks from now, months from now, years from now, I don't care. Hopefully someday, you'll come back to the Boochcast. But if you don't, regardless, you and I will still be bros. Or, let me rephrase that. Bros. That's the only time you're ever going to hear me say it like that, too. But anyway, uh, on that note, we're going to kick things off here with uh, NXT Vengeance Day. And we kick things off with our first official match of the evening. A weaponized steel cage match. Pete Dunne versus Tony D'Angelo. I love this match. This was storytelling and psychology done right. Done perfectly. Done accurately. Because this showed what wrestling is supposed to be about. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. In professional wrestling, the most important thing you're supposed to do in your match is work the gimmick of your match to tell your story to do your business. That's the job. It's not about having a five-star match. It's not about stealing the show. It's not about having the best match on the card. Fuck that. Your job is to tell the story that you've been telling up to 
to this point and use the gimmick of the match to do your business. And that's exactly what they did here. This is a weaponized steel cage match, which means weapons were fucking used. There wasn't a lot of technical wrestling happening here. There wasn't a lot of wrestling moves, period, being done here. Now, that's not to say there weren't moments that wrestling happened, but overall, they were hitting each other with freaking weapons. Hell, at one point, Tony D'Angelo zip-tied Pete Dunne's hands behind his back so he could beat the fucking piss out of him. And then eventually, Tony was forced to cut him out of those when he trapped his arm and turned his his powerbomb attempt into a guillotine. So, I thought that was genius, too. So then the fight breaks out, and they're hitting each other with finishers, but nobody's going down until eventually Dunn had to hit the bitter end on the broken table shards to get the win and then Pete Dunn was able to win the uh the cage match but they used everything you could possibly use in this match you know granted there's a lot of hardcore things happening there's a lot of tables and violence but it made sense for this match it's a weaponized steel cage match you're the majority of the match should involve weapons and that's exactly what happened in this match They worked the gimmick, they told their story, they did their business. And because of that, this match gets my praise. Now, obviously, Pete Dunne won the match. So I think it's safe to say he's not going to the main roster anytime soon. Because if Tony D'Angelo won this match, Pete Dunne would have had to been called up. Because I don't know what else they could have done with him in NXT. So I'm intrigued to see where these characters go next. But either way, stellar match. Perfect to open the show. And then we cut to the backstage area where Diamond Mine uh, talks about how they're going to win the Tag Team Classic. They're ready. They're hungry. It's Diamond Mine Forever. And Malcolm Bivens is obviously a great promo. But the fact that the Creed brothers could cut a really great promo here too was phenomenal. I loved it. I got excited for this match just seeing the Creed brothers because they are truly gifted in the ring and apparently on the mic. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got some tag team action here for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Toxic Attraction with Mandy Rose defend the titles against Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada. This was a very good tag team match. This, again, working the gimmick of the match to tell your story, to do your business. That's exactly what these ladies did here. They did great tag team wrestling. There were tags in and out, double team moves, working together. Everything was fluid. You felt like one team was trying to beat another team instead of seeing two glorified singles matches. And of course, Indy Hartwell getting beat up, making the hot tag to Parada. Parada clearing the ring, making the comeback. It was great. But then in the end, Hartwell sets up an elbow drop, but Jane trips her on the top rope, and Jane and Dolan land the high-low and get the one, two, three. The winners of the match, Toxic Attraction, retains the titles. I'm gonna be honest, as much as I enjoyed the match, I did not like the finish. I felt like Indy and Persia should have won, because I can't think of any logical reason, reason to keep the belts on Jane and Dolan, because who the fuck else are they gonna face? There's not a lot of women tag teams in the division. Now, granted, uh, next week, we're going to have the women's tournament for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. So obviously there's going to be a new set of contenders. But are those contenders going to take the belts from Toxic Attraction? Because I don't know how much longer they can hold these belts. There's not a lot of competition for them. And once you've beaten everybody on the roster, there's not a whole lot of places you can go. So I, I don't see how long, how much longer Toxic Attraction can really dominate this division 
when there ain't a lot of people in their division. So I felt like this was a chance for Indy and Persia to win. And the fact that they didn't, I thought was fucking sad. Now, of course, we cut to the backstage area with Wendy Chu, who is now trying to find a tag team partner for the tournament. Uh, apparently, uh, the girl she wanted to, I think it was Amari Miller. Uh, turns out she already has a partner. So Wendy's stuck. So she tries to reach out to Dakota Kai and see if she'll team up with her. And then Dakota's like talking to herself, arguing with herself, acting all crazy. So Wendy was like, okay, let me know when y'all figure that out. And walks away, which I thought was pretty cool. So I'm intrigued to see if Wendy and Dakota actually become a good tag team. But here's the question. Is Dakota Kai going to become a babyface if she works with Wendy? Or are they just going to keep her as a heel? Because right now I can't really tell which side she's on. Is she a babyface? Is she a heel? I'm going with heel because that's the last thing I saw. So I need to see proof that she's a babyface. Maybe teaming with Wendy can make that happen. Next, we cut to the backstage area with Grayson Walla, who tells San Sanja to stay in the back because Walla's going to have LA Knight arrested in the ring. Oh, dear God. Next, we see uh, LA Knight makes his way to the ring. Waller is right behind him with the police. Waller demands Knight be arrested for violating the restraining order. Knight says he read the order front to back and brought video evidence that Waller violated the order and made it null and void. The police leave. Knight beats the heck out of Waller. Sanja runs down to the ring. Knight tosses Waller over the top onto Sanja. And then Knight challenges Waller to a match next week. Okay, first of all, let me just say, I thought this segment was unnecessary. Because if someone truly violated a restraining order, you could just have them arrested. There's no, you, you would not publicly have somebody arrested. Again, that, that sounds too fake even for me. So, that whole segment is fucking dumb. But, either way, LA Knight's like, you know, it's null and void because you touched me, which made perfect sense. But also, he challenged him to a match next week. Which again, this is an issue that I'm having with modern wrestling. When you have a big event that you advertise as a big event and you've had a feud going on for a long time, but you don't want to end the feud on your big show, you want to end it the week after on a normal show. That's fucking stupid. If you got a high profile rivalry like this one, it should be settled on your big show, which is what Vengeance Day is supposed to be. So whoever booked this, you're a real dummy. Yeah. But regardless of that, I'm obviously I'm still going to watch next week because I'm an NXT fan. And I look forward to seeing what's going to happen between LA Knight and Grayson Waller. But I just felt like this segment was a waste of time. And it didn't need to happen. And they put the match on next week. So as much as I love LA Knight, I didn't enjoy this segment. Next, we cut to um, Tommaso Ciampa who talks about uh, Dolph Ziggler. And how like he's mistaking his loyalty for fear. Because he's saying that you know he stays in NXT because he's loyal. And Ziggler thinks it's because he's afraid to go to the main roster. Because he knows he can't cut it up there. There. And obviously Ciampa's taking it personally. But here's the thing. Ziggler has a point. The main roster is the main roster. NXT, no matter how popular it is, Raw and SmackDown are still the money draws and the flagship shows. And at some point, if Ciampa wants to be taken seriously, he's got to go to Raw and SmackDown and make a statement and an impact. Otherwise, if you stay in NXT forever... You're basically living in your comfort zone. And you'll ne he'll never grow as a performer if he stays in NXT. He won't. The only way Tommaso can truly prove to the WWE Universe that he is worth a damn is to go on the main roster and fucking kill it. To where they cannot deny you. To where even if WWE does deny you, well then, you can always go to AW. Tony Khan will find something for you to do if possible. 
And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening for the North American Championship. Carmelo Hayes defends the title against Cameron Grass. And I'm just going to say, this was a technical work of art. It really was. These guys brought the fight to each other. They were training pin attempts and submission holds. These guys really took each other to the limit. And it's what wrestling should be. It was amazing. It was gifted. These guys were insanely badass in that ring. They did amazing. They deserve all the praise in the world for kicking ass, taking names, and really just dominating this whole show. These guys had arguably the best match of the night. And in the end, Carmelo Hayes was able to retain the title after nailing a diving axe kick. Now, I will say this. As much as I love Carmelo Hayes, I kind of felt like this was Cameron Grimes' time. I do. I felt like Cameron, this was the opportunity for him to cement this new look that he has, allow himself to be taken more seriously, and I think could have a great run with that North American title. Not to say Carmelo can't, but I feel like right now, currently, it makes sense momentum-wise to give it to Cameron Grimes. I feel like he would be, be a North American champion that the fans can respect. I truly do. But unfortunately, we're not going to see that yet. Um, and Carmelo's still the champion, because when he shoots, he don't miss. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We have the finals, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, MSK versus the Creed Brothers with Malcolm Bivens. All I have to say about this match is thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Mary Magdalene, all the saints and martyrs and Jesus. Did I say Jesus? Thank you for letting the Creed Brothers win this match and win the Dusty Cup and get the shot at the tag belts against Imperium. Not just because the Creed Brothers deserve it, not just because they have delivered every week, but because MSK is so fucking stupid and annoying, and you think they can't get dumber, and they do. Their interview on this episode of NXT was fucking dumb. Everything they've ever done in the past is fucking dumb. These guys don't take the business seriously. They're a joke. And the worst part is, the worst part is, they made the ultimate form of blasphemy by including Dusty Rhodes' theme song mixed in with their theme song compliments some jackass DJ. That is an insult to the legacy of Dusty Rhodes. And to borrow a line from Buff Bagwell from the Rebuilding Buff podcast we did earlier today, this is a moment that would make Dusty spin around in his grave. I guarantee you, Dusty Rhodes would be more offended by that bullshit song or mixtape that they made as opposed to wearing polka dots or Cody getting married to a black woman like Brandy. I guarantee you, if Dusty was going to be offended by anything, it would be that dumbass fucking song. I guarantee it. But even though MSK was blasphemous with the music, they still got their asses handed to them, rightfully so, and the Creed Brothers won. And they just were able to showcase their strength, their talent throughout this whole match. Granted, MSK did get their spots and their moments, but the Creed Brothers really made a statement with this one. And I hope their next statement is that they're going to become the NXT Tag Team Champions. And speaking of the tag team champions, we cut to an in-ring segment with Imperium. Gunter yells at the ring announcer for mispronouncing his name. Eichner and Barthel promise to destroy the Creed brothers. Gunter says it's time for him to win gold in NXT. He'll be watching the NXT title match tonight. Solo Sequoia interrupts. Is it where he comes from? You go after the biggest dog. Sequoia promises to make Gunter his bitch. And Gunter just stares him down, doesn't let Imperium fight him, and 
eventually Sequoia walks away. So obviously we're going to see a rivalry between Gunter and Sequoia. I think they're going to have a match. And then after that match, that's when one of these two, preferably Gunter, is going to get a shot at the NXT title. Because obviously Imperium's on a roll. Gunter, whether he's Gunter or Walter or whatever, he's an amazing fucking athlete. Sequoia I like, but he's not ready to win championships right now. I think he still needs a little bit of time. So even though, again, this segment had some great moments overall, it was terrible as fuck. Next, we get to the backstage area with Dolph Ziggler, who promises to end Tommaso Ciampa. He's going to watch the title match tonight closely. And Dolph is pretty much offended by all of Ciampa's comments and decides to have a match with him, you guessed it, next week. Now, this pisses me off for a variety of reasons. First of all, first of all, again, you have a high-profile match being given away on free TV. That's what I don't fucking like. Now, granted, Vengeance Day is free TV too, but that's at least a special event. This is just fucking stupid. And what really bothered me was that I saw Ziggler and Ciampa as a list for Vengeance Day, which is why I put it as an option to vote in the uh, Instagram story that I did for the Boochcast. And now I'm embarrassed as fuck because Ciampa and fucking Ziggler aren't even wrestling. They're not even on the fucking card. Crap. But anyway, after that, we move on to the main event of the evening for the NXT Championship. Braun Breaker defends the title against Santos Escobar with Legado del Fantasma. This was excellent storytelling. These two really brought the fight to each other and both proved that they are main event players. Braun Breaker has definitely learned a lot. Santos Escobar is no stranger to the ring either. They even had a moment where Dolph Ziggler super kicked uh, Braun Breaker to see if he'd lose the title, but he wound up kicking out, which freaked him out. That not even a super kick could hold Braun Breaker down. And Dolph Ziggler learned that the hard way. So while I'm not happy that that match is going to be taking place next week between Ziggler and Ciampa, at least I'll get to see it. But either way, Breaker had a great moment in this match. You know, each member of Legato interfered, but Breaker, dis- Breaker dispatched the both of them. And in the end, Breaker speared Escobar out of his boots, hit his press slam finisher, got the one, two, three. The winner and still NXT champion, Braun Breaker. Now, my biggest overall complaint with Vengeance Day is the fact that all the champions retain their titles. I say if you're going to have a big event like this, at least one person ought to be losing their title. At least one. Don't don't, don't make every champion retain their title. Then it's like every other boring match we've seen on TV. It takes the steam out. It takes the value out. It makes it unwatchable a second time. So that's something I think people should take into consideration before they make certain decisions. But anyway, that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this uh, recap of NXT. I thank you guys for tuning in. Uh... Make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content, including our Valentine's Day video. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at theboochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. As far as uh, videos go, I'm still, you know, putting out stuff from the AEW show because I'm trying to put it out one at a time. But eventually I got some other content like
like videos and photos and stuff that I'll be posting to Instagram very soon, especially uh, Elvis's vacation to Puerto Rico will be up there. So check that out. Also, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out all the great YouTube content we got from Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the Ring, uh, Archived Watch Parties, D&D One Shot, Funny Skits, Holiday Videos. We have plenty of content for you to choose from. And make sure you hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified so you'll know when new content comes up. Obviously, we got some new uh, episodes of Dark Side of the Ring coming up right around the bend. So uh, that'll be exciting when we get to that point. Uh, also, we got some other content that'll be coming to the YouTube channel as well. So make sure you're subscribed and check it all out. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. Uh, that's where we do our live watch parties. Our next ones will be April 2nd and April 3rd for night one and night two of WrestleMania 38. Details will be coming soon, but make sure you're following us on Twitch to know on April 2nd, April 3rd, we'll be going live for WrestleMania 38. Also, uh, we got our big D&D show I talked about earlier. Even though John has left the show, he still agreed to be the Dungeon Master, so he will be part of that D&D show as well. Other details coming soon. And, of course, we got some gaming coming to the Twitch channel very soon because uh, Elvis is going to be working on his Oculus and getting ready to do that. Also, we got the big uh, GM mode, uh, Elvis versus Booch, to see who's the better booker. So, that we'll, of course, be setting that up once we both get uh, WWE 2K22. So be on the lookout for that coming to the Twitch channel. And also, you guys can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Uh, become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at with prizes coming soon. The first level is you can donate for just 99 cents per month. And we use this level for uh, fans who want to support the show but don't want to risk breaking the bank or you know not being able to pay your bills. The last thing we would ever ask our fans to do is sacrifice a payment to help out the show so if you can't afford to do it don't do it no pressure but if you got a lot of bills to pay but still want to throw some money our way do the 99 cent route like i said 99 cents is a lot a lot of money uh to you but every little bit helps for us but if you got some extra spending cash go to the second level and donate for 4.99 per month the same amount of money we used to pay for a peacock subscription i know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the peacock so don't give them money give us money we got better content than peacock anyway and then finally you can donate for a mere 9.99 the same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription. Ever since they sold to the Peacock, we no longer have a network. You got nowhere to put the $9.99. So take that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and go out of our way to give the people what they want. And the best part is, you can cancel at any time with no pressure. The only catch is, you're not entitled to a refund. So after a couple months, if you decide that you don't want to donate anymore, you can cancel it, but we still keep the money from the previous months that we got from you. Just letting you know that. Also, make sure to check Anchor's privacy policy uh, if you want to learn more about how they process and protect your personal data. I can assure you we have no access to your personal data, nor do we want it. And at best, we might get your first and last name. And if we were to get that, we would just use it as a way to give you a shout out for, for donating to the Boochcast. That's as far as that would go. And the best part is all the money we make that we raise here on Anchor goes back into the show. 
We use the money to upgrade our equipment, bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're going to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there is any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the remaining funds to feed Zach Ramen Noodles and try to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.